0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 15th. The gang is all here. We're ready to go. We're glad you're here as well. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. And before we get into our top story this morning, we have to promote something that's coming up later this hour. Oh,
1: Casey. Drama. Casey, I've been in radio for 21 years Mm -hmm. as I'm adjusting the camera here on the YouTube stream. Um... And I think the segment we're going to do later this hour may indeed be the most compelling radio topic, mm-hmm. most interesting, most intriguing. Ethan Hatcher, who does the Saturday night on The Circle show, mm-hmm. is going to be with us. And he's got something going on in his life that I just think everybody is going to, it's a what would you do right. type of thing.
0: It's unfortunate that it's happening to one of our own.
1: Yeah. And he's willing to talk about it, and I think it's super interesting. And one of the great things about uh, this radio station is our hosts share their lives with people, Mm -hmm. and so everybody has totally got to stick around for this entire hour to hear that segment.
0: Okay, we'll get to that coming up. But first, let's talk about what's going on in the sky. White House spokesperson John Kirby said the intelligence community is considering as a leading explanation about the three objects that were shot down over the weekend that it it could just be balloons tied to some commercial or benign purpose. He also told reporters that the U.S. is still not able to call them anything other than objects at this point, adding that officials are pretty comfortable We're pretty comfortable ruling out the objects belong to the U.S. government. U.S. still has not recovered the three objects shot down by the military over the weekend. So we've got objects in the sky. We have an environmental disaster going on in Ohio. But where is our president?
1: That is a phenomenal question. Like You would think there are certain topics that you say, okay, that doesn't really rise to level of the president needing to issue some sort of formal address to the country. But when multiple foreign objects Mm -hmm. of unknown origin (laughs) are either floating in the United States Mm -hmm. or around the greater United States to the point where we are apparently concerned enough, we and our allies are concerned enough that we shoot them out of the sky, that probably, because, well, Casey, the president is the commander in chief. Mm, Supposed to be. So as the commander in chief, and that's a military thing, you would think the president would issue some sort of like official, here's what they were. Here's what we know. Here's what we're doing with it. Here's how we're going to respond. Thank you. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. We're not getting that. No, we're not getting anything. He's MIA. So Corinne Jean-Pierre got asked when we should expect to hear from, I don't know, the commander in chief talking about what appear to be somewhat important military operations. And we got this.
0: For this point but on the criticism of uh, coming from lawmakers that the president hasn't spoken out more on this uh, should we expect to hear from him at some point or is part of the reason that we're
2: not hearing from him because as you said people shouldn't be panicking is there I, a concern look, that the president I, I, I don't have a, I don't have any um, any announcement or anything to preview on a potential um, you know um, remarks by the president uh,
0: Okay so where is he what's he doing? Is he still looking for classified documents? Does anybody else think it's weird that the United States press secretary is behind the White House podium stating, like she did the other day, these aren't aliens? Just the fact that she's saying it (laughs) brings everybody's questions a little bit of validity.
1: Well, and so this is the question, right? Is the longer you deflect and deceive and deny or whatever, it fuels people's Ability to allow their mind to wander. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that, a, did I say, when that came out of my mouth, did that sound like something Biden would say or did, was that clear on what I was saying? Like, that the, was totally clear okay, to me. Right. Okay. So the longer you don't address the topic, mm-hmm. like, okay, in any relationship you're in, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship or whatever, when you have someone, certain people are just not good at being direct or delivering bad news, right? And, In a relationship, business, personal, whatever, it is much better to get bad news and just deal with the whatever the bad news is Mm -hmm. than the no news at all, right? Right. Or because then you start thinking, what is the person that I'm in this relationship with actually doing?
0: Your imagination can be much worse than
1: what reality is. Exactly. Look, if it's China attempting to take over our airspace, I think we as Americans can all unite around the idea that wow, that's really bad, but we're united, mm-hmm. at least the majority of Americans, overwhelming majority of Americans, would say, that's really bad, and that's probably not good for the future of the country, but at least we can unify and we don't want that happening. Mm-hmm. What what he's doing now, there's no group of people now who think it's aliens.
0: Nothing, so he's saying absolutely nothing, which is letting many minds wander and come up with something much worse than what is reality.
1: Yeah, okay, so here is uh, Schumer, and Schumer also being very vague on if Biden should actually do his job.
3: I know you said you still have some questions about the flying objects. I think Americans have a lot of
0: questions about flying objects. Do you think the president should address the nation on
3: this?
1: Well, that'll be up to him. <laughs>
0: Are we sure? Are we actually sure that it's up to him?
1: I think in the job description of being president, Casey, I don't know, I've actually never read the formal job description, but the job description actually says address the nation in times of national security or other interests that may be vital to U.S. citizens.
0: Mm-hmm. CBS is reporting that U.S. intelligence, and this just came out, they learned that U.S. intelligence watched the Chinese spy balloon as it lifted off near China's south coast, meaning that the U.S. military had been tracking it for nearly a week before it entered U.S. airspace. And when it comes to those three other objects, they're saying that they're not recovered yet because they're located in very difficult terrain. One is in the Arctic Circle. The second is in a mountain range. And the third is Most likely underwater in Lake Huron, and the National Weather Service confirmed that none of the objects belong to them.
1: Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, Casey, I don't know if you've noticed this, but everything is really expensive. Yes, I have noticed uh, food that. food, especially very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, gas, still much more expensive than it was a couple years ago. And I'm a little ago. bummed,
0: Rob. We normally play uh, CPI, Price is Right. Yeah. What's the number going to be? And we totally missed it this month, but we do have the official numbers. Yes. They did come out.
1: Yes, uh, everything's very expensive. Uh, we will talk about why it's expensive. We will talk about who's concerned about it. And uh, we'll also play a game of what in the world is Biden talking about.
0: All right, that's on the way from 93 WIBC. I like this one. It's gonna be nice and warm today, 65. For the high.
2: Is
1: is Here Comes the Sun, is that McCartney?
0: No, it's George Harrison. That's right. Oh, that's
1: even better. I was gonna say it's a little outside of the because every Paul McCartney song sounds exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's why.
0: You thought that one sounded the same?
1: Well, no, no, no. no, I'm saying it's a little outside of every Paul McCartney song sounding exactly the same. Yeah, would
3: you say Paul McCartney had more of like a blues influence or like rock and roll? I would say Paul Paul McCartney
1: was an incredibly lazy, the whole (laughs) Lennon-McCartney myth, right? Oh my gosh, Lennon and McCartney. Those two were... Especially McCartney Yeah I will say this for McCartney Lennon was awful But he was at least interesting In some of his stuff yeah. Paul McCartney was a lazy songwriter And every song other than Let It Be Sounds exactly like When I'm 64
0: mm-hmm. He's a pop pop writer Pop songwriter yeah.
1: Eleanor Rigby is interesting too Is a little different But I don't know Was that was that McCartney It's, it's hard to know Because they're all Lennon McCartney <laughs> Like yeah. they totally made it impossible To know who the actual songwriter was I guess it's who sang on the song the most, but even that's not totally accurate. Well,
0: they mostly sang on all of them together, exactly, if not harmonizing. Exactly, It was
1: a giant... Mm-hmm. It just makes it very hard as the listener to figure it out.
0: I like the Beatles. It's 20 oh, minutes man. after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, Andy Reid, you know, he's the uh, coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. And he was asked, how did he celebrate the Super Bowl win? And he said, with a pizza.
2: Yeah, I went to Pizza 51. <laughs> That's what I did. I got a, a mushroom and uh sausage pizza. How about that? And a salad just to make my you know chubbiness feel feel uh, good.
0: So did he just like take that back to his hotel room and just <laughs> Turned on the TV and just... Probably. Pizza 51 is excited that he mentioned them. <laughs> also trending is this legendary Hawaiian surfer. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, his name is Larry Haynes. And he captured his final moments on... Uh, he was taking a selfie while he was surfing. Uh-huh. And then he went to the parking lot afterwards uh-huh. and passed away of a heart attack. And so his family found all of this his last video of him surfing. And it's, it's pretty amazing stuff to watch the sky, surfing the waves.
1: You ever wonder that, like... It's like his last
0: moment is yeah, right there on
1: tape. Yeah, you ever ponder that, like, what will what will you be doing in your final moments? Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of a morbid conversation to have here on this family esque I know I,
0: I know what I'd like to be doing when I go out Go on No <laughs> No No <laughs> It's too early for that talk Rob Kendall <laughs> Finally trending we we mentioned this yesterday the impact of Rihanna's Super Bowl performance and the stats Came out. Oh, she was the number one most streamed artist globally. One hundred eighteen million viewers watched her halftime performance, and we mentioned that yesterday. More people watched Rihanna sing at halftime than actually watched the game. Yes, seventeen of her songs are now in the top forty on Spotify. She gained three million Instagram followers, Uh and searches for her Fenty Beauty were up eight hundred and thirty-three percent.
1: So that's interesting because we got into this yesterday. Mm -hmm. About um, There was an article, in I think People Magazine had the article about how they don't pay the halftime show performer. They do pay for the cost associated with the halftime show. Yeah, the production cost. And so John Landau, who's the manager for Bruce Springsteen, who played in 2009, was like floored that they didn't pay. Mm-hmm. But then you get into what is the earned media, basically, or the exposure of your playing the halftime show. And we had asked, you know, I'd asked you yesterday because you're very familiar with radio finances. You were in management for a long time. Could you would it be safe to say that it is at least a two or three billion dollar earned media component to playing the halftime show at the Super Bowl when you factor in all the people watching and then talking about it the next day? Mm hmm. And so it's a pretty good use of 15 minutes of your time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. She now, I mean, she doesn't have uh, a number one song right now, but she's got 17 in the top 40 after that performance and her beauty brand up 833%.
1: Now I would say for a younger person like her who has business ventures she's promoting, which was worked into the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. does have a social media component that's very important. There's probably going to be more benefit to that, for her, than say if you had, and I'm just picking a name here, John Mellencamp, because mm. like, what is John Mellencamp selling?
0: Right. What's he going to be promoting? Other than
1: his music,
0: mm-hmm. a tour, perhaps. Which
1: again, if and and because people I think are so starved for live music because of the government shutting down society, I think a lot of shows are just even like Mellencamp, etc., because he's on tour right now, are selling out. So the that, that side benefit, if you will, or, or, or promotional benefit of side businesses wouldn't work for an older group like Mellencamp or the Rolling Stones or whatever, like a younger person like Rihanna.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And if you had 6.4 for the CPI, well, you got it right because that's where it sits. Inflation turned higher to start the year. Shelter, gas, fuel prices, all taking their toll on us consumers. The Labor Department has released the Consumer Price Index. And guess what? It rose. It's up to 6.4%. It had been trending down when it was on its peak, I believe it was at Uh 9.1, and then it started going down, but then for the beginning of the year, spiked back up. Fuel is up 27%, electricity up 11%, groceries up 11%, chicken 10%, milk 11%, eggs up 70%.
1: So let's go back on that real quick because you mentioned the important one, right? 6.4% is the average. Mm -hmm. So on average on everything if you were in all aspects of the economy, unless you got a raise of 6.4% over this time last year, your buying power is being diluted. Now, most people are not in every aspect of the economy. Like used cars Mm -hmm. were down. Mm -hmm. So that's contributing to the overall inflation. But if you're not buying a used car, well, you don't get that benefit and you mentioned the big one which is
0: food mm-hmm. 11%. Yeah, 11% for groceries and the way it breaks down is just amazing. I the eggs up 70%, bread is up 14%, potatoes 12%, baby food 10%. And as you mentioned, your wages aren't going as far. The average hourly earnings fell 0.2% for January, and we're down 1.8% from a year ago.
1: Okay, so remember Biden claimed not so long ago that inflation was under control and mm-hmm. that everything was going down, and a former Obama economist, well, that's important, right? It's not some radical right-wing person. This guy was a, a, a economist under Obama. Jason Furman, he was on CNBC, and he said, uh, yeah, not so much
0: so
3: um, I think this inflation issue um, is real. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. And I think anyone who's overly calm about it um, is making me nervous.
1: Hmm. Well, welcome to Biden's America. Well, but here's the thing, Casey. The Republicans are now again players in this game. They were players in the game in the sense that they printed $5 trillion in 2020. So they're not blameless in this. But now they're players on the field again. And when Kevin McCarthy came out the other day and said, we're not doing anything that's going to actually solve spending in this country and the national debt, well, that's the message that it sends is like, look, we're just, we're just going to keep printing money. Mm-hmm. So as of whenever the debt ceiling actually hits, we don't know because you never get a clear answer from these people, but that whatever deal the Republicans make in regards to the debt ceiling, they will now own whatever happens to the country going forward because they control the money. Okay,
0: we were going to play a round of what in the world did Biden say, but Kurt Darling is standing by ready to give us the news, and we've got Ethan on the way. Oh
1: my gosh, everybody has to stay tuned for this. This is the most unbelievable story in the history of ever. It's a total what would you do? I have no idea what everybody's answer is going to be, but Ethan is going to tell us about what's going on in his life, and this is incredible.
0: Yeah, get the popcorn ready because it's a doozy. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
1: Hey, Casey. Yeah. Would you be upset if you lost $111,000? Check this out. 96% of Americans lose an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And that's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. But you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Dimery right here in Indy.
0: You've heard about Bill Demery for years, and he knows Social Security like the back of his hand. If you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. This free analysis shows you exactly when to file for Social Security so you can wring every nickel out of the benefits that are rightfully yours. Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912.
2: Man at the top
1: says it's lonely up there. Well, if it is man, I don't care. From the 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall the and Casey show. And Rob Casey's here and Casey. Yeah, everybody. I think this next segment. I've been in radio for 21 years. Yeah. And I think this bankers, next segment we're about to do bankers, may be the most interesting one, ever.
0: We're gonna get into it, aren't we?
1: Well, and is I'm this interv-
0: like the confessional.
1: Well, I've interviewed the president too, and I'm putting I'm putting this above maybe even that. This story I saw it yesterday on social media, mm-hmm. and I was totally. Riveted by it, yeah, and I said I must know
2: everything, all, all, all the details on it, and all so all the gory details.
1: Yeah, so okay, we're gonna introduce our guest this is like a here. Therapy session, yeah. yeah it, it involves Kendall
2: and Casey live therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. That is Ethan Hatcher, the voice of Ethan Hatcher. He does the Saturday Night on the Circle show, seven to nine uh, Saturdays here on WIBC. And Ethan, you posted this on Facebook. You are in the process. You are a landlord by day, right? Like That's your job. You own properties, and you rent them to people, and you give people housing. That is correct,
2: a housing provider. And
1: you are now in the process of evicting your
2: ex because she has not paid you rent. Did I just summarize that properly? You have summarized that accurately, and yet somehow— Naturally, I have been portrayed to be the bad guy in this situation. Yeah, even though I'm the one with a holding a 3K debt. Okay, so so
1: let's start let's start with this. Okay, so the fact that this never I was reading your post on social media last night, and it never even dawned on me that it's even possible. And it should have that the idea that you someone you were once with, you are now the landlord for. How long has that been going on? And how how was that? Last year,
2: when we separated, Mm -hmm. um, it was a means to a get her out of the house because it was difficult for her to leave uh, well, she'd just gotten a real job. So. I just I forgot the popcorn. Well, so where are you going to get the deposit? Where are you going to get the rental history? It's a it's a tough market. Sure. There's also a lack of affordable housing that mm-hmm. I provide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, you mean, cared I, this- I loved her. I, I cared for her deeply. I did not want her exit to be one of great difficulty. Oh. And so the gentlemanly thing to mm-hmm. do in spite of everything was to offer her an pl- affordable place to live. As long as she paid, mm-hmm. you know that was the contingency. You you have to treat this like a tenant relationship. How long did that last? About like a at year, what point? About did, a year. I mean, what at what point did the payments? Started to hit the rocks around October, and I'm like, uh oh. Oh. Uh oh. Do you you reach out to her? Yes, of course. Last payment, the the sequence of last payment received was in December. I sent her a notice with a minimum payment in January in order to avoid eviction filing. She blew it off, and again, out of kindness, I went out of my way to contact her and gently remind her, yeah. hey, minimum payment, avoid eviction filing. Mm-hmm. And she blew that off after an additional week extension. And so I had to file. And then she's had a month and a half that she's known the court date was a coming. And she strolls into the office. First time I've talked to her in more than a year. And now she needs something and wants to give me like $200 and an X. You know, X, I need more than this um to, to satisfy the debt. Um and she starts fundraising that Friday and doesn't doesn't notify me until Sunday at one A.M. X, I'm sorry. I do not check the phone. Yeah. The office phone at Sunday at one A. M. You also have my personal number, which <laughs> was an option as well as my Facebook contact, which was uh, okay. let, also let, an option. Let me just
1: reset for people who are just tuning in. So Ethan Hatcher, the host of Saturday Night on the Circle, is our guest. Who is rubbing it, out. rubbing I'm his head, out, his
2: temples right now. And I'm it, stressed out and I'm sad about this, Rob, yeah. because this is a person that I cared about and I'm I don't want them to fail. I do not want them to fail. Would this and person even be now homeless, Ethan? even now uh I mean they have friends. They can figure it out. They're an adult. So, they're so, an adult so, human being.
1: So Ethan is a landlord by his day job. He allowed his ex to rent a property from him, and now he is having to go through the, begin the eviction process because she has not. Well, I got
2: the order um, as of Monday because I was given a course. They did not appear to the court hearing. The ex. The ex. And I did not receive their notification that they sent at one o'clock in the morning. And then they didn't try to get a hold of me again until 9.20 and the hearing starts at nine. I'm sorry, honey, dearest.
1: Yeah. And I can confirm because I did go (laughs) look that it appeared that she was fundraising from her friends She's gotten almost on social media to pay you the dollars
2: that I know about to have paid rent and still and is evidently contributing nothing and she has a boyfriend that is a concrete finisher where's Mr. Wonderful I, I paid the bills I was responsible for this at one time I'm a miss and then I'm the villain and all Well so okay, so I want to so yeah.
1: I want to point this out though because I told you I wanted to have you in just, not just because of this but we talked about this many times throughout really <sighs> since covid how terrible landlords have been treated because you've said many times you have been stuck with thousands and thousands of dollars in bills uh-huh. from people who
2: have not paid their rent oh and i'm for, still collecting i mean owed in excess of thirty thousand dollars debt from the rents missed over the covid pandemic that holcomb said people didn't have to pay correct mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but you had to pay it right the mm-hmm. mortgage mortgages co- and taxes still came due yeah the
1: holcomb did not suspend your taxes right no yeah and the was... mortgage company didn't say oh ethan you're being very
2: charitable to these tenants who aren't paying you're good it's Oh good here now. That's not that's not how the business world works, it turns out. Casey. There's so the eviction
0: moratorium is over. Does X is X employed?
2: Yes. As so, far as I know.
0: So why I, I think can't they, X I think come they lost, up with the they, money they,
2: they had loss of job, job loss um, oh, okay. in, and transition so mm-hmm. you know they were working at a place of employment mm-hmm. uh you know in the downtown that ended and mm-hmm. they transitioned to another job
0: okay I and, and no savings to speak of.
1: I can't even, Ethan... I mean, it's very rare that we do a radio segment and I was like, I don't even know how to start it. I don't even know where it's going to go. Because this is
2: such a terrible position that you are being put in. Well, and I want to emphasize that in spite of this all, because I do not want this this woman to to fail, I, and I cared about her deeply once, there is still a means to get the the eviction dismissed, which I will do, but now it's contingent on paying the debt, which right. is a reasonable request which
1: is what any other
2: landlord would do, right? Right, and 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 the ex has said that they did not expect special treatment, but now are very much lamenting the fact that special treatment was not granted. But you were offering special treatment to begin with, weren't well, you? Um, <laughs> it, yes, many people in my position would not have been as generous to rent the property. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and this is why you don't do anything nice. And this is why I didn't want nice to do it. Anything. This is why I did not want to do it because of this eventuality. Like, I did, not, I, I, I did not want to be the person that filed the eviction. And some people could be vindictive about it. That's not what I wanted to be. That's not the position yeah. that I wanted to be in.
1: Yeah, so why did you, because I was reading this last night, and I'm thinking, I feel so bad for this poor guy. And I was reading the comments, and I think most people were sharing those. Why did you finally decide to put this out there.
2: Because she was getting money from her friends to pay her rent yeah. and she's not paying the rent and showing up to court. Stop asking her friends for money if you're not going to do the things to avoid the eviction. Like this I I find that to be a little bit dishonest.
0: I believe what we're looking for is he had reached his limit. Yeah. There we go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, keep, I just kept reading it over and over again last night. I was literally laying in bed, <laughs> and I just kept going, I don't know what I would do if I were this guy. I don't know how I'd handle it. Because the reality is, right, like you talked
2: about during the COVID thing, your bills as a landlord don't stop, right? right? And you, they still come due today with the property tax increases that you have uh, elucidated yes. in great detail on this award-winning show. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I, how how I just I don't even know how to end the segment, Casey. Yeah, like I, I it's because it's sad, Rob. That is the ultimate capstone to this. It's it's sad. It's not mirthful and something we should relish, you know. It it is um the the natural course of actions from poor decision making. And that, has, that's that's a sad commentary.
0: Has this changed your view on being a landlord? Is this something you still wanna do?
2: Of course. Okay. Uh, that's my. That, this, this is my is profession. Just... Without being a housing provider, mm-hmm. I could not also be a uh, professional broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, uh, subsidizing of, of this it, job. Is
1: the lesson of this too the pitfalls of going into business with, with friends and family? Yeah, Don't right. Don't do it.
2: Don't do it because it puts you in the position that you're either going to have to eat, a, take a loss, yeah. take in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what a wise sage once told me: to give. Is better than to lend, for they both cost the same. Mm. Yeah, that's so great.
1: <laughs> Ethan, man, I, I want to thank you for telling this story because it's not easy to like no, so talk about your personal business, but I just thought it was an incredibly interesting story and a dynamic that I would imagine our audience had never even considered. And I just thought it was
2: just super, uh, super fascinating, I, man. I enjoyed the roundtable WIBC therapy session. Have
0: you changed your view at all of being the bigger person?
2: No. No, no, uh, th- 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 because that's ba- that's based on my own feelings and moral positions, and I don't think that it's worth changing because of how somebody else behaves. Yeah, keep keep us posted on how this goes. Yeah. All right. Because there's still a way out. There is still a way out.
1: Yeah, she's got to give you the money, right?
2: Yes, that's it. Show him a- the money! Yeah. Y- you know...
1: <laughs> Casey, would you like to take us to break and we'll go give Ethan a hug?
2: I, I, I think he needs
0: one. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Long may you run. <laughs> long may you run.
1: All of
0: these <laughs> changes This
1: is one of my... 10 all time favorite songs.
0: Did you pick this one?
3: Well, there's a story behind this if you'd like to hear it. I would. Yeah, first of all, you're lucky. Well, I like this song, but I was about to play a Ramon song (laughs) that I thought you would have really loved. And I chose this. So
0: hey, we're going to put this one on the Kendall and Casey Spotify playlist. If you're interested in that, just uh, seek out Kendall ampersand Casey on Spotify and follow the playlist and you'll get this song.
1: And we'll also have the song we played last segment. Mm-hmm. By the way, wasn't that some of the most compelling radio you've ever heard? Yes, With absolutely. Ethan Hatcher?
0: It was award winning. I can't even believe what he's going yeah. through.
1: So if, if you if you missed the last segment, any part of it, you can check out the podcast. Ethan Hatcher joined us. He's currently going through a very weird process in his life where he might have to evict his ex, mm-hmm. and he's t- telling this incredible story. Anyway, uh, the song that we played last segment during the bump was... Uh, Nils Lofgren covering a song called Man at the Top (laughs) and I'd informed you and Kev because I know you keep track of the Spotify playlist (laughs) of what I was including in the bump (laughs) and Kev got mouthy with me when I told him who and what it was and he said very very flippantly we're not doing a Nils Lofgren day Rob we ain't doing Nils Lofgren day and I had to put Kev in his place and then I had to (laughs) explain to Kev who Nils Lofgren was and the importance of Nils Lofgren he was one of the at one point one of the greatest guitar players in the world he played for uh, Neil Young played for Bruce Springsteen Mm -hmm. and then I, I told Kev I said Kev in addition to covering Man at the Top which is a phenomenal song he does a great cover of Long May You Run, which is one of my 10 all time favorite songs. Stephen Stills and Neil Young did the original. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, uh, that's a song about a Volkswagen. <laughs> And okay. I was like 23 years old before I finally figured that out. I probably wasn't that old. but. Do you think it was about a woman? Well, I really did. I remember, so, Ke- yeah. you know, Kevin and I have the mentoring program. Right. And before I, I was Kev's mentor, I had a mentor when mm-hmm. I was younger. And we were sitting in the radio studio one day talking about guy stuff. And we got on Long May You Run. And I said, that is one of the sweetest, most amazing love songs <laughs> ever written. It's about a car. Yeah. And the guy looks at me and just deadpans and goes, yeah, that, uh, that song's about a Volkswagen. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I it's was, not.
3: I was also fooled by that. I was telling you before that I first saw Neil Young play that on Letterman, and I remember thinking, this is such a beautiful love song, and then
1: I looked it up. Yeah, it's song, it's about a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just about his car. But it does, it's still one of the greatest songs ever written. I mean, like, yeah. like, listen to these lyrics here. I mean, Well, it was back in Blind River in 1962 when I last saw you alive, but we missed that shift on the long decline, Long May You Run. Hmm. It's always going to be a love song to me, Casey. <laughs> love it's for a,
3: your it's, car. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> now you, this morning when you responded to yeah. me saying no, uh, Nils uh, Nils Lofgren Day. Yeah, uh, you said that my taste in music wasn't sophisticated yeah. enough.
1: I had to be tough guy mentor and with you.
3: Yeah, I kind of felt like a dagger to the heart. Well, I took it kind of personally. Ouch,
1: Kev, um, <laughs> you will. You, here's what you will find in the because some way you will have someone to mentor, and what you will find is there are there are moments where just like when my mentor deadpanned at me and said, "Yeah, it's a song about a Volkswagen," yeah. where you just can't placate erroneous behavior, and this was one of those <laughs> moments where. I had to look at you and and just to be, a, be a straight shooter. Straight talk, Kev.
2: Yeah. And yeah. you'll
1: you know, you'll know as you have your own mentee eventually when right. to when <laughs> when is the appropriate time to to bust out the tough love.
3: Well, I think that's just a part of getting
0: older and maturing yeah. is just accepting uh, reality. Absolutely. I thought you were really good, though, Kevin. As you said, you got knocked down by your mentor, but you'll get back up. Yeah, Yeah, I'm always optimistic.
1: And and my hope is today, Kev, because (laughs) I know you are a student of music, that you will go home and say, you know, Rob is right, and you will spend the day checking out Nils Lofgren music and and you will be a better person because of it.
3: Well, I think I've actually so I'm I don't listen to him a lot, but I think I saw a documentary yeah. about him mm-hmm. a few years ago. Didn't you know, wasn't he like didn't didn't he do stuff with the Beatles? What? Oh, he's not 109. Okay, well, there's Kevin. A, there must have been another guy with a Swedish name who collaborated with the Beatles. I
1: have no Billy, idea. Billy Preston. Billy Preston. Not a Swedish no, Swedish Billy name? Preston is not Swedish at
3: all. Someone should call in about that. I feel like someone out there listening knows what I'm talking about. 317
0: 684 8444. That's it, the phone number. Here's guy. the
1: thing. You know, I remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I my, we were huge Indiana basketball fans. Yeah. And we would watch every game. And always, when I was a kid, you know, you'd hear, oh, Bobby Knight, he's a bully and he's a this mm-hmm. and he's a that. And I remember one time, Bobby Knight, he was barking at some kid, and my dad, this was back when we had tapes, remember tapes? Mm-hmm. You're probably too young for tapes, aren't you?
0: Be kind, yeah. rewind.
1: Yeah, VHS yeah. tapes. Did well, you, no. oh, have VHS. you ever seen a VHS tape? Oh, I grew up with VHS yeah. tapes. So my dad, he pauses the tape, and he, I'm sitting there on the couch, he says, come over here, son, I want to show you something. And he pauses that tape, and it's Bobby Knight, he's barking at some guys here, and he says he's... Doing that, not because he hates that kid. It's tough love. Because he loves him. Oh, yeah. And he wants him to be better, and he wants him to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I did with you today, Kev. I grabbed you by the jersey, and I was barking in your ear, but it was... (laughs)
0: There was actually no to- physical contact at all. Yeah, now
1: I'm going to try to sue you.
0: Oh, <laughs> awesome. It sounds like Rob gave you some homework to do. Yeah. You have to go do some research Absolutely.
3: on Neils. Yeah, I, I, I will be honest. I uh, learned a lot today. Oh,
1: good. good. You, you know, on the uh, Neils Lofgren Spotify account, there's going to be like nine downloads from Indianapolis, and he's going to be like, why are people in Indianapolis checking out my music today? Well, he should come here. And I was going to say, you no, know,
0: he'll come. He'll come book yeah. a gig at Marat or something. We were like supposed that. to get into
1: something with John Benet Ramsey, weren't we? we How about were. that for a transition? A completely different time. We were,
0: and we're not going to have a whole lot of time to get
1: into it. Well, then, but then let's save it because it's very important. You think so? Oh no, I think this is super interesting because I think this whole case mm-hmm. has been so botched and. As the truth comes out over time, you realize in many cases the police incompetence mm-hmm. totally painted those parents as suspects in the case when reality, if the police had just done their job, it seems like now New and in, new information coming out after 26 years. That's probably big enough. Should we lead the next hour with that? I feel like that case is big enough. We're supposed to do uh, uh, news supposed, stories. We
0: were gonna talk about Ron DeSantis.
1: No, screw it. Let's do John Benet <laughs> Ramsey because this this if this indeed is true, mm-hmm. the incompetence in this case in the police department would has been known about for years, it has absolutely reached like a new Mm -hmm. level. And those poor parents Mm -hmm. who lost their daughter Mm -hmm. had to bear that burden of being major suspects in this case for all these years. The mother died still under a cloud of suspicion. Mm -hmm. I think the dad is still alive. He is,
0: and he has remarried.
1: And think about—they had to go at all these shows, and you've lost your daughter, and I, I don't want to get into too much of it. Yeah, just let the music take it out. Everybody, <laughs> go check out this song. "Long it's, May You Run." It's
0: kind of Kennelly like Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.